0: This is Part 3 of Episode 99, Amateur Logic's 2016 Closeout Special, recorded December 31st, 2016. Hi, welcome to Amateur Logic, Episode 99. I'm George. I'm Peter. And I'm Mike. We covered Vegemite a moment ago. uh, (laughs) Tommy and I I tried to exact our revenge. It didn't really uh, work that great, but I've got a clip of that. And also, uh, following that, we're going to have one of those snack bar breaks. Intermissions. Intermissions. This one is a little different, though, than the ones we've been seeing. So <laughs> we'll, we'll be back in just a few minutes with you. It looks like Peter is raring to go here. And, Tommy, it is it is time for the Vegemite Revenge. Has he already ate all of the grits? I don't know. He's licking his lips No, no, hard. no, no,
1: no. I've prepared it per the instructions, microwaved it. I've used water. Um, you can use, apparently, milk, half a cup of water with the sachet. Uh, and, no, I've never, ever tried any of this before. So it um, looks like basically a corn porridge. So let's give it a try.
0: And this is grits, by the way, for for you Yankees who may not have tried this. We're fixing to get an opinion from an Australian on good southern not grits. bad, actually.
1: So which one this did is, you uh,
0: do? The- did you do? This
1: is basically this is basically like eating porridge
0: mm. so so is this it's not the, bad at all the cheese or the original or, or what flavor did you choose oh
1: uh, this is the butter, no, butter. The butter. And, okay um, yeah it's not bad at all mm. yeah
0: some some yankees will put sugar on their grits but that's just yeah. a blast for me
2: yeah uh, I, I figured he would like them but i'm a little bit disappointed
0: it's not much of a revenge. No, it's not a revenge at all. He <laughs> seems to be enjoying it. Randy no. ha have you ever had grits before?
3: Uh no. Never had no. grits? No.
0: Uh y- you don't sound like you're like Peter's in convincing you. <laughs> this is good.
2: Mm. Now, I think I stayed away from those during my visits uh, to the south.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's good. It's a delicacy. Uh, of course, good. Mm. Peter's just <laughs> I'm just trying the instant grits here. Um, there you know, you can yeah. buy them that are not instant. Yeah. Takes just a little bit longer to cook. I don't. Uh, I've gotten used to the instant ones now, and I actually prefer them over the. Oh, he's already into one. the stage planks. Okay. Making the
1: stage planks. To yeah. Try.
0: Now uh, this this yeah. is no tim tam. Hmm.
1: Not bad.
2: We used to get those a um, lot when I was a kid. Yeah.
1: It's a bit like uh, Pepernoten, which is a Dutch delicacy, of course. Hi to all my Dutch friends. Um, or Speculas. It's, uh, I'm trying to think what the flavor is. What would you call the flavor of these things, Tommy?
2: Uh, it's kind of like a gingerbread type thing, I yeah. think.
1: Yeah, that's exactly the word I was looking for. You yeah, know, a little bread. icing,
2: you know, a little with icing. a little on.
1: bit of um, icing on top. Mm-hmm. Quite nice. Very, very nice. Yeah, they're good. So no revenge for you guys, I'm afraid. This and is all good. Uh,
2: the, the the Tony Sacheries that we sent you—that's a seasoning. So you sprinkle it on things like you know, like the gumbo. I sent you the recipe for. It'd be excellent oh, yes, with that. I made the
1: gumbo. Yeah,
2: and uh, different outra? things. So just try it on different things. You'll see it on the instructions.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, uh, apparently your kids got a hold of the moon pies, and you're not going to get to try those. <laughs> hmm.
1: Yeah. The, the moon uh, pies. A a yeah. They're, they're pretty <laughs> good too.
2: That. Man, he's doing just like we did with the Vegemite. Look at there. Look at I'm not I taste butter. You didn't cuz you didn't put any on there. You need to get it So, <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> uh, he's
1: just eating. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. good. So Oh, well, gee, that's got a bit of a kick to it. Mmm. But, um, you know, all good stuff. What, what did you just a, taste? A bit of chili in that or something. Oh. So quite oh. hot, actually.
2: Yeah. These, these, yeah, it's, it's salty and kind of spicy.
1: Yeah. No, not bad, though. Not bad. Yeah. You've just got to use it a little bit sparingly, I suspect, because uh, right. otherwise <laughs> you'll burn your mouth. Yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks so much for sending this, uh, guys. It's all good, uh, good tucker, as we say in Australia. Mm. Good what? Good tucker put that in my tucker bag ah that I means it's uh good eating okay or as the dutch say it's eater, so yum hmm.
0: mm. i told oh, you we should have sent chitlins
2: yeah <laughs> i'm not sure it's i'm not sure they'll let you import stuff like that
0: That yeah, they probably won't. You shouldn't have it here either yeah <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't <laughs> i i don't <laughs> <laughs> not me either yeah Hello, and thank you for your business. Why not stop by our refreshment stand? We have all kinds of special drinks, but don't take my word for it. Take it away,
2: fellas! <laughs> Time. there's still plenty of time to visit the rest stand. <laughs> come on down to the stand, come on down, let your eyes out.
3: Well, yeah. yeah.
4: yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: different wasn't it
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh it started out like a normal drive-in intermission trailer but sort of went wrong
0: <laughs> yeah i got an email from spike said he found a cool new intermission video and uh, things get weird around 1 yeah they did <laughs> they got very weird
1: uh, at, uh i've actually got a friend who runs a drive-in here in melbourne don't know whether you've got drive-ins in mississippi and colorado or not but uh um, I must show him that that is quite a fascinating uh, trailer yeah, or yeah. uh, intermission.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, I, I don't know. It's like a bad acid trip or something. I think. <laughs> I was
5: scared. <laughs> it That's
0: was so weird. weird. Yeah, I'm gonna weird.
3: have nightmares.
5: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a little bit <laughs> like that.
0: Yeah. Well, great. Uh, we were talking about repeaters, um, and we're coming up. Oh, what have we got? Maybe nine more minutes to New Year's here in the Central Time Zone. Uh, what do we want to continue with repeaters, or do y'all have another topic you'd like to move on to?
5: Hey, you guys, just start talking, or um, you know, whatever. We we could show you our website if you can uh, do your magic. I saw it hard for you to do earlier tonight, to yeah the, it's kind of hard
0: <laughs> It's kinda hard for me to do my magic sitting, well, if you saw what I was looking at, it's I can't read the monitor as far away as it is. Um, George doesn't
3: have a Brian
0: no, I, I don't. know,
5: I know that we're all missing Brian, I mean that's,
0: yeah, yeah, really. I, I
5: feel like I should be asking you questions right now, George, like I should have gotten questions from chat and uh, so George, <laughs> we've got uh. WB3DJU here, who's got a problem with, and I'm so
0: yeah. Well, that's
5: I, all I get, I get. That's all I get to talk about.
0: I do know, see. Usually, so. I do see a question there. Marty wants to know, can he open his eyes yet? Yeah, you can <laughs> open them now, Marty.
3: <laughs> there was there was a question earlier. Uh, Jeff, people in the chat room wanted to know what you had to do for your beads. <laughs> what I had to do for these?
5: Uh, He's not allowed to answer that.
0: Oh, okay. Well uh, it was not a Don Wilbanks maneuver. <laughs>
5: <laughs> That's exactly what it was. That's why he's not allowed to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually I forced him to put I try to get these came in like a yeah, I four pack. I wasn't wearing that. Sorry. Uh, not so much.
0: <laughs> not <gonna happen. laughs> you wouldn't no, I don't blame him. I, I,
4: I have a I have a limit.
0: <laughs> yeah. A good manly set of beads there. I mean that 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 works. You know
5: uh He said at least they weren't pink. So he yeah. would put them
0: on. I I thought maybe Bob Ohio uh, might make it tonight. He said he was going to try to, but he didn't know if he'd be back home in time. And apparently not. Uh, Don, you know, he's kind of close to New Orleans. So it's no telling what he's doing tonight. Uh, Gordo. Oh,
5: yeah. I, I imagine him and uh, Don out there hitting it up somewhere, having a great time at some kind of jazz bar or something. You know how they are, I think. I haven't seen him posting anything on Facebook, so it must be pretty bad. Or he's having just a great time.
0: Yeah, Don could be out earning beads.
5: (laughs) I think he's trying to make others earn theirs.
0: So let me ask this. Which of of you two was the ham first?
5: He was. Uh, it was kind of interesting. I mean, him and uh, his good friends uh, from New Hampshire, that both lived here at the same time. They came over to our apartment, and they were studying, mm-hmm. like, every night for the test. And uh, he, was, he was like, you know, you should get your license, too. And I'm like, I have absolutely no interest of in looking at that stupid radio and talking on it.
3: <laughs> He's not
5: lying. And he said, yeah, you know, you probably couldn't pass anyway.
4: What? That worked.
5: So then... I went and took my test and barely studied and passed it because I kind of absorbed everything they were going over sunspots, what is the e layer the f layer it started to sink in pretty easily and um i just did, I picked it up pretty quickly
4: and to and to qualify it I actually was interested in amateur radio when I was uh, thirteen or fourteen, mm-hmm. so it was back in the 90s. kind of the mid eighties mm-hmm. um not
3: uh, that young. That's right. uh, it's I kind of back in the
4: the mid eighties. Mid uh and I couldn't get past CW. I really couldn't. I tried and tried and tried and tried. So for all the guys that did code, I'm sorry. I, I couldn't get past it. I I really really wanted to be an amateur radio when I was a kid, and uh, couldn't do it. So either what, I wasn't focused or something so wasn't working. What year
0: did you did y'all get licensed? He actually
5: 2007.
4: 2006 or 2007 I took a long break I took a long break I got busy Mm -hmm. with my teenage years and uh and then and then everything else after I got out of school and so yeah I don't even remember I think it was our friend Matt um that I grew up with in New Hampshire that ultimately moved out here that him and I got talking one day and amateur radio came up and here we are
5: and they thought it was going to be pretty fun um just to talk around simplex things like that to each other and uh I I actually didn't have any interest to get licensed for a long time, and it's after he became a general uh, when I saw him get QSL cards in the mail. <laughs> and then I thought, that's the coolest thing ever. Okay, I kind of want to do that. So that's when I finally decided to get licensed.
4: Yeah, believe it or not, you could. I, when she was a technician, she wouldn't use the radio. Um, you couldn't keep her off HF. And it took a while to get her onto to repeaters. She yeah, wouldn't he kept saying,
5: Just call me on the repeater. I'll, I'll I'll be listening. What? No, I'll just call you on the phone. I'm not going to no. know. Um, but, yeah, that was seriously, that was my passion was getting QSL cards. And uh, I think it's because I'm a printer and I like to design things yeah. like that. So it was fun for me. And uh, then when we went for extra, we both did it the same weekend. But I did it the day before and I got a better score. So I felt really good about that as well
1: bragging rights (laughs) what's what's the best QSL card or most remotest QSL card you've ever gotten
5: oh man so I actually don't have them posted here these are all cards I've gotten Um, none of Jeff's are here because he doesn't want to put anything cool like that together but anyhow It's not hanging up, and I think one of them was K1N because it took us so freaking long to work them. Um, we tried day after day after day after day, and nothing and nothing. And then finally, um, it's when we lived about 200 feet away from where I worked, uh, we don't live there anymore, but uh, Jeff finally worked them on 15 meters when it was very, very, very slow. And you know, it was kind of hard to hear him and stuff like that But he used to gotta come home right now i just worked k1 in i'm like seriously yes i'm like mom uh uh the dog might be sick uh jeff says i need to go take care of her and i need to run home real quick like and she's like yeah okay after she just heard my phone conversation so i don't know why she thought that that's what was going on but anyhow that was probably one of the funnest contacts to make to finally get that to work Uh um other than that you know None of my contacts were really significant. They're, I just find them all fun, and find it fun to just meet a lot of new people on the air. Yeah,
1: the best the best QSL card I ever got was one back in the '80s. This is before I became an amateur, and uh, I used to do a lot of shortwave listening. And it's I've got it floating around somewhere. It's actually uh, a card that's about that big. It folds up. It's got two little eyelets in it and a picture of Japan at one end, or two pictures of Japan. You look through like that, and you get a 3D image of Japan, which That's is seriously cool. cool.
5: That is really cool. Mike, what about you? What Do you have a cool QSL card or anything?
3: I, uh, I don't have any uh, – I do more listening. I don't do a lot of operating on HF. I do a lot of listening, but not a lot of operating. But I do have a few cards, and call me crazy, but my favorite band is 15 Meters but it's never open. Um, so my, my most memorable contacts on the, on that band or most of the HF bands have been maritime mobile ships. Yeah. Uh, I talked to, I remember um, there was a Chinese fishing vessel that I talked to um, in the, he was way out in the Pacific somewhere. And there was another container ship that I, I had a contact with. He was off of uh, the Azores. And I thought that was uh, pretty interesting talking to uh, to a naval, like not a naval ship, but a container ship and a fishing vessel. Those are really, actually, Wait, those are really cool contacts.
5: Sh- sh- George, do you need to do a countdown for New Year? Uh,
0: yeah, I was just oh, thinking yeah. about, well, Happy New Year. Is it
5: New Year's? Happy New, New Year's, Year's, guys. And... Happy New Year's. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, dog. Yes, our dog's coming uh, running. Right yeah, we yep. woke him up. Happy yep. New Year's, everybody.
4: <laughs> Happy New, New Year's. Year's.
0: Well, we made it. We caught up with Peter.
1: He's been <laughs> celebrating. <laughs> uh, That's a really fireworks. cool contacts,
4: though. I've never, I've never heard a ship. I mean, I've heard some smaller, you know, like on the Maritime Mobile Service Net, but I've never actually even heard a, you know, like a big container ship. That's cool.
5: That is cool, George. What about you? But what, what's some of your coolest contacts?
0: Um. Yeah, I'm trying to th- it was a couple of um of the uh I I'm I'm drawing a blank. It, there there was a couple of these de expeditions I I just can't remember the name of them now, but they were on the atolls, you know, where there's just basically a few rocks sticking up out of the water and Oh gee, I I can't. I'm just drawing a blank on it. But those were my funnest because they were the the ones I had to work the longest because of the pileups. And, and some uh, of
4: those are so rewarding just because of that because you fight and yeah. you fight and you. I remember one that we never did get and. We know Brian Miloszowski Milish- fairly well, and and I was talking to him at a ham fest or something a couple of years ago, and I'm trying to remember I what – I think Dieck it was
5: Amsterdam it, Island. Yeah, I
4: think it was, and he's like, oh, yeah, I was just listening to the radio, and and all of a sudden, they just came out of nowhere, and, and I worked him, and, and I was like, cool. And, he, and going back to that CW thing, it it was on CW, and yeah. I was like, yeah, that wasn't going to happen for me. But uh, that was one that we fought for really, really, really hard, and
5: – We could just never hear them. Couldn't do we it. We didn't couldn't have the it. antenna, G5RV, and – they're halfway across the country, and ours is like twenty feet up. It's but, just but
4: it feels so good once you finally get that contact, and then you get the card, and it you know you 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 fought for this for days and days and days, and mm-hmm. you get the contact, and then you get the card, and you're like, yeah. Peter, yeah.
5: do you do a lot of DX or anything like that?
1: No, look, I, I'll be honest, I, I tend to do more digital, okay? And I, I'm that busy making podcasts these days, that <laughs> I don't have a lot of time to get on the radio. It's ironic. But uh, I, I will say one thing, though, just getting back to the QSL cards, um, I've got uh, QSL cards from both the Mir Space Station and the International Space Station, and oh, that's wow. uh, digital uh, packet radio. And um, they're cool. They're seriously, I mean, the Mir space station, that's been and gone, so you can't do that again. And the International Space Station uh, is is cool. That, that that's uh, uh, that that was pretty easy to do. I'd really love to work voice though to the ISS. That would be oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah, we just
5: all have to go back to fifth grade and be a 10-year-old and be in class that's scheduled to have that contact. That's about
1: it. Apparently, though, though, from time to time, the astronauts do have a bit of spare time and will just randomly uh, hop on. But you've got to be lucky. Um, One other thing uh, also, uh, there was a post on either Facebook or our Google Plus page where um, uh, somebody mentioned working an aircraft, uh, like a 737. Uh, you guys ever done that?
5: Yeah, we've uh, yep. we've talked to well, no, not like a seven thirty-seven. This was a private plane. Uh, we oh, have yeah. a guy that flies. Oh, the, this is <laughs> this is this is
4: hilarious. Yeah, he was actually. But I have heard. Um,
5: we see a lot of I, on APRS. I
4: can't too. remember, but I, I didn't make the contact. But I remember somebody working a commercial airliner. Um, oh. But yeah, there's there's a guy that that we know here that lives in Kansas, and he. I don't remember what kind of plane. He had a second home it,
5: in Breckenridge. Blah, I don't remember blah, blah, what kind of plane it was, he but he
4: actually in. talked to us on our repeater to where he was going to land in Kansas. So, and yeah. it's it's southeast southeastern e- south Kansas, I think. So we were at. I'm like, on the one side, I was thinking it was really cool, and on the other side, I was thinking, I wonder how many other repeaters he's getting into at the same time that he's talking <laughs> to us. But uh, it was kind of <laughs> cool. <laughs>
5: Yeah, I've never like on HF or anything talked to any airliners or anything like uh, that. But that would be really neat. And yeah, I, yeah. the other thing about the ISS was it was really cool when they're going through that campaign of sending out the um, SSTV. Oh, those are awesome! That was yeah. so cool. much fun to receive mm-hmm. those. I never received a real clean copy of one, but it was a that was a great time to get those old 1960s postcards, I think, or something like that. But it was neat.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I got some of those too. That that was a lot of fun just to just to see if you could do it. You know. Yeah,
4: absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And they were very interesting, and because they, you know, there were so many different ones. Mm-hmm. So you you were waiting for the next one to see what what it was. You know, obviously what it was going to look like, and uh, they they were pretty cool. They were, they really were, that was fun.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Actually just for the people out there who are interested in working the ISS, there's a website at www.issfanclub.com, and there's like a forum there and lots of information about where the ISS is at any point in time and how you can go about contacting it on various that, modes.
5: I follow them on Twitter as well, the yeah. that fan club and
4: I haven't kept up. Do they still do packet up there to the ISS, Peter? Or are they still doing packet?
1: Last time I looked, they were so. Are they
4: something we've been doing? Trying to get people reintroduced here locally. Packet seems to kind of come and go, but uh, yeah,
1: it can be. So fun. much of it uh, with the ISS is twelve hundred board packet. I really wish they would do ninety six hundred. Uh, it would be, uh, I think, a better experience because more oh, people yeah. could work. Well,
4: I think, yeah, trying, I think
3: the TS two thousand. Do you do run nice. WinLink at all on
4: any of your systems? We we do we part of this digital net we've been doing lately is, is focused on packet and Winlink and what we can use them for with an MCOM. So a little bit of Winlink uh, over HF and some over over twelve hundred baud packet as well. But cool. uh, it it's one of those things I think that takes a little bit of time. It, it's I, Winlink made it easy though because you know generally you can just start up the software and kind of. You don't have to remember all the commands and all that stuff, and you can just click send and it will just do it, where if you're just doing a lot of other packet stuff, it takes, I think, a little bit of keeping yourself familiar with it to be able to remember. Yeah, but I if forget. You,
5: if you come from a DOS world, you know, back in the day, you're kind of used to just putting in commands and getting things to happen. So. And
4: I hate command line stuff. When I got into this all-star <laughs> stuff, it's, it's all based on, uh, it was CentOS and now it's Debian, and... and I, I couldn't stand command line, and I I had to learn it, and uh, I still don't really like it. I cheat a lot and use things like Webmin to do stuff, and people make fun of me, but uh, I still don't like command line.
3: <laughs> Are you on the uh, all-star Yahoo group at all, Jeff?
4: I don't. I'm on the the App Repeat uh, mailing list, the, that reflector that Jim Dixon had, but I don't. I didn't even know they had an, uh, a Yahoo group, so I'm not on that.
3: Okay, because I just heard an announcement uh, maybe it's out already um, there's supposed to be a new version of uh, all-star that's available is it really soon to be available yeah
4: I know they transferred they started transferring all, after Jim Dixon passed away they started to transfer a lot of the things there's a, a gentleman in Florida and for IRS um, that has been developing a lot of he's the one that Ported it over to, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, frog in my throat, Debian from CentOS, and uh, he kind of took over the reins of the development. So maybe that's one of his newer projects is to is to
3: do that. I'm trying to remember his name. I've talked to him. I can't remember. So does it does
5: it talk about like some of the newer features?
3: There's I, I didn't look at the uh, feature list or what okay. the changes were since the last one, but uh, I, I know uh, the, the judging by the uh, the thread. Um, Everybody was pretty excited about it so Oh wow. I can
5: cool. imagine. That's, yeah.
3: Must be quite an update. That it's
4: going to be interesting to see what they've done so it's uh mm-hmm. it's fun because it's based in Linux so you I guess even not being a programmer you can pretty much do anything you want with it. You, know, you can whatever you can think to make it do it'll do it so We
5: have some fun on our repeater system with that stuff. We uh we've written some um code to we so if you have a handheld that has um, numbers on it instead of a keypad, you can hit like star nine nine two, and it says "Welcome to the Fun Machine," which is the name of our repeater system. Is the Fun Machine because we do have we're we're kind of joksters on there when we're it's not a serious time, and uh, other ones um, there, it's like star nine nine three says dope, you know. So <laughs> we have a lot of fun with it, and that's all due to the All Star. Um,
4: I didn't name it the Fun Machine either. One of our friends did when it was just one yeah. repeater, and that's why it's the Fun Machine, even though there's like <laughs> nine of them now. It's, uh, it had to still be the Fun Machine. But yeah, one of our one of our good friends here, we were having fun one day, and he's like, "We're going to have to start calling this the Fun Machine," and uh, it stuck.
5: Yeah, wow. it's it
4: sounds tough. weird when you're using it for Aries, though, and you say, "Go to the Fun Machine." And they're like,
5: <laughs> "Yeah." When you're talking to your served <laughs> agencies and your emergency manager, and saying, "Yes, and we're just going to use the Fun Machine," I'm like, Oh
3: did I just yeah, say that? Exactly. And then
5: I have a new name for that. It's the fun link system. You know, at least they think that fun stands for something like functional, uniformal <laughs> normal. I mean whatever. I I tried to come up with some phonetics for it to make it sound like it was something more than just the word fun. So uh anyhow, thought so uh-huh. we'd try to get around that.
3: You know, when you were talking earlier about uh, linking and, and that sort of thing, uh, you mentioned simulcasting, and certainly George uh, hit on it about uh, having things ex- have to be exactly on the same frequency, and, and that's, that's an art in itself trying to do something like that. And, and George I, I think it's you know, impossible.
5: That.
4: And I guess part of the problem is that the,
3: the, the device
4: that we use as an interface for that, it's called an RTCM radio thin client module, Uh, micronode sells them it it has the the input for the one pps to synchronize the audio and everything else but it also has a crystal on board 9.6 megahertz crystal so apparently there's an issue with that the crystal kind of free runs, so you have to you have to synchronize that to the 10 meg whatever to make them really truly play well together and uh I, i i haven't even tried that but yeah it's um yeah, it's, it's so
5: George. How does it work in the broadcast world? How does simulcast work? I mean, what's the magic of it?
0: Oh well, on the same frequency. If if you're talking about you know which which we're talking about here, it's the same way. Uh, all of the exciters for the transmitters have to be uh, locked on to the exact cycle, or really the the exact phase on the cycle, uh, to to be. Uh, for it to work right. Otherwise, you're going to have things fading in and out, and, you know, the continuous signal-like broadcast, it just wouldn't work. They'd all be interfering with each other. And uh, there was a move um, some years back to try to get all AM stations to do that because, you know, at night when the bands open up and, you know, you're picking up more than one station on a single frequency, you'll hear the kind of uh, the volume going up and down well, if everybody would would lock, you know, their oscillators together, it wouldn't do that. But uh, mm. they don't, so.
5: <laughs> so when it, and I'm not I'm not privy to this stuff, so I'm a little bit curious myself. When you say it, yeah, the exciters have to be that way, do you do that or do you order it that way? Who does that to make it uh, all you, lock in? Well,
0: yeah, like you that? have you have to buy gear that is capable of that, okay. and it generally would use a GPS. Uh, Like Jeff's talking about, some of the early ones might have locked with WWV. I'm not sure about that, but uh, I know today it'd be GPS and be more or less the same thing you're talking about, Jeff. Except probably the gear'd be quite a bit more costly. Not that it's any better, but it just
5: (laughs) like a lot.
4: (laughs) Yeah, these guys are like a hundred dollars and one hundred and twenty bucks. You can find them on eBay, and they they work quite well. But yeah, the I think a lot of the stuff that you guys would use is those Symmetricom. Yeah, they're they're thousands and thousands of dollars. Oh yeah. yeah.
0: <clears throat> well, uh, guys, I think we're going to wrap it up here. If y'all can hang around just a couple more minutes, I've got one final clip here that uh, seems appropriate after a, a night of drinking. Uh, <laughs> so let's let's just take a couple of minutes. He's
5: gonna play Party House. What? No, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs>
0: it's it's another uh, segment of uh, Amateur Logic Half Speed Theater.
2: Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and do just like I did the last ones. I'm gonna scratch D right off the list right from the start.
0: Okay. Uh,
2: an antenna built from aluminum I beams. Well, that seems like uh, that would be a pretty heavy duty antenna. I don't think that that's the answer. An omnidirectional antenna. Invented by Clarence Beam. And I don't know who this Clarence Beam fellow was, <laughs> but who whoever made up that question for the question pool may have been into something that had Beam on the end of the name of it too, some well, Jim yeah. Beam or something. <laughs> Um, so it's gonna be C, an antenna that concentrates signals in one direction. So you're saying it's beaming your signal in one direction? Yeah, not like Clarence
0: Beam. <laughs> okay. There uh, you go. That was correct. Everyone got it correct over there in the chat room as well. Um, Jim Beam. They they should use that invented mm-hmm. by Jim Beam
2: because <laughs> I think somebody had some of it. Yeah.
0: To the hat.
1: You know, George. Look, it might be just me, but you, you, you Southerners seem to talk a little bit slower. Than, uh...
0: <laughs> yeah, I just didn't realize it. You know, I, I haven't listened to myself record it before, so you know that's. <laughs>
4: Mike, did you did you randomly pick things, or did you did, did 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 you have to just find that? Did that one work better than all the others? Uh,
0: Mike is responsible for this.
4: So, did you randomly pick things, Mike, or did did did, did that one, Did those clips just work better than some it, of the others?
3: It sort of presented itself.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it's uh, I, you know, I didn't know anything about that. That there was a uh, a group of folks out there playing them at half speed. It was Mike who who brought this to my attention, and boy, I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it it sounded like a couple of drunks though, you know, really slow talking oh. southern drunks.
3: Actually, uh, I, I don't know if Tommy's going to speak to me ever again. <laughs> he
0: may not. <laughs> oh, well. He's but,
3: not even here to defend himself.
0: Yeah, I, did did Amanda have to leave on
4: that one? <laughs> she, stepped, she stepped away. She was laughing quite hard uh, when she I stepped. Was I think she had to, like, she had tears coming out of her eyes and stuff, so
0: yeah. she had to get rid of that. I know I did. <laughs> well... Get we,
5: myself together here. Oh.
0: Okay. Well, we appreciate everyone being with us for this tonight. It's been a lot of fun. You know, like I say, it was a kind of a last-minute deal. We thought we'd get together and uh, just celebrate the new year and... Uh, you guys, y'all have got uh, what? Another almost uh, forty minutes. Don't
5: make us do math. Don't make us do math,
0: please. Yeah. You're not on the on the left coast time zone. Though. No,
5: you're no, not, no we, not got, not we got a, about nope.
4: forty, about forty two minutes. Yeah, so. yeah. forty two really? minutes.
5: The more he drinks, the more math he can do. What? I, All I, right. I have, I have no words. <laughs>
3: you're, you're on mountain standard time then.
4: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, we appreciate you guys having us. It's been yeah. fun.
5: I don't know if you wanted us on for this long, but we can talk <laughs> that, a lot. So. That was fine.
0: <laughs> you know, we we never get to hear from Jeff, so uh, yeah, yeah.
5: I, I know look. that's. What, it was kind of fun to have him on and let him talk a little. Every bit.
4: every now and then, I I poke my head in, and that's about it. So I sneak hmm. in there every now and then. But uh, yeah, usually I'd leave it to her. Well, you she's know, she's better on a camera than I am.
0: Most <laughs> most of our shows are kind of timed. We're trying to get things done it's always
5: time restricted and uh i'm lucky to get my questions thrown in there so i can't really throw in a lot more but i'd love to talk about this repeater stuff on ham nation sometime you know and whenever but um you guys so we don't hold you i know you want to wrap up your show so i would like us to both say happy new year to all the amateur logic viewers out there and uh We'll see you again sometime, if George will ever allow us to be on his oh. show again, which <laughs> I doubt.
0: Well, now that I know y'all will do it, you'll definitely be back. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Peter and Mike, Happy New Year to yeah, you happy guys. New happy now. New Year Dan, Okay. Uh, Thank
0: you, guys. 7-3, y'all. uh 3 7-3,
5: three.
0: Three, Peter. I, I know well. I don't even know what time it is there, but... You're well into the 19, new year and probably ready to do something else. 19
1: past else. 5 in the afternoon.
0: Okay. Now, yeah, that sounds about right. Mike, do you feel like it was a successful venture?
3: Uh, it was great. It's You know what, George? It was nice having uh, some new guests on. It and, was. Uh, r- mm-hmm. Really great to hear Jeff on there because I know he's kind of on the sidelines all the time and never get a chance to hear what he has to say or chat with him. that's for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was great, and we'll have to get them back again. Of course, we want to get Marty in there and uh, uh, our friend John. Uh, we also want to get Chip in there, but they couldn't make it tonight, but we'll we'll get them on in the future.
3: Yeah, and I see, I don't, know, I don't know if Ralph is still there. Ralph yeah. uh, is in there, and uh, Kevin, K4IBE, yep. yep. he's too. in there too.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it would be nice to get Randy back on at some point.
0: Yeah, we'll get Randy back on at some point too. You know, it's uh there's a lot of uh hams out there doing fun stuff and uh and doing funny stuff too. <laughs> and so you know that's our kind of folks. Yeah.
1: Uh, absolutely.
0: Yeah. All right. I I appreciate everyone tuning in um and hanging with us so long. But I'm gonna to have to get out of here because, like I say, I've got a a, a gig in the morning, so <laughs> mm-hmm. I need to uh, unwind a little bit.
1: you have drink lots of black coffee. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: I only had like that, you know, just that much of a glass. So I didn't. Oh okay. I didn't drink that much. But uh, anyway, yeah, it's fun times, thing. you know. And I did buy the screw on top wine, so I'm I'm good for. You know, another two or three episodes of that.
1: Mhm. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, we'll have to do this again next
3: year.
0: Yeah, it was fun. Sorry, Tommy couldn't make it, but uh, he's bound to. He's probably sleeping. You know. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He yeah to I, play.
3: I thought. I thought for sure Tommy would would make an appearance, but at least that's what he uh, he sent to me on Twitter. But uh, I understand. I mean, that's yeah. uh, well, Peter. You, you you're you're a good. Uh, but you can attest to the uh, the the, uh, the joys of jet lag. Um. So. um
1: y- yes and no. When you fly clockwell around the world going in an easterly direction, it doesn't affect you as much. But uh, when right. you fly
3: sure. the other way, I've heard yeah, because you're because you're gaining time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I, I meant
3: around to ask. Wait. I meant to ask Tommy um, if he tried to have a. Uh, catch up on his sleep when he arrived or because i'm not sure what time he arrived in the uk but um it was early no, the morning first, the first time i arrived there i made a mistake of having a nap and it just threw my body clock right, right off so i think mm. your best just to tough it out for that first day and then get right into the sink of uh, yes. being on whatever their time is
1: i think what happens is uh uh, is that a lot of your body clock is set by your exposure to daylight, in other words, through the eyes. So if you arrive early in the morning and you get out in the sunshine, it'll, it'll actually I think it will actually reset your body clock a lot quicker. But as you say, if you go to bed and you draw your curtains, etc., you're just putting yourself back into your own time zone.
3: Right.
0: Well, I'm going to go reset my body clock or my year, <laughs> year clock or whatever it is. But uh, a lot of fun, guys.
1: Hi, oh, likewise. Yeah. No worries. Thanks, George. Thanks, all right. uh, uh, my
0: door. Uh 7-3, and we'll see you all in a couple of weeks. 7-3.
3: Yep. No worries.